This is episode 130 of the Helping of Happiness podcast. Today we have on Ashley Archibald from the Homeschool House, and she's talking to us today about overcoming our fears and taking big leaps of faith for your family. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm a Christian mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating tasty family recipes and going on fun adventures with my family. On this podcast, I'm introducing you to the light-filled people and ideas who inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring my family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Before we start today, I just wanted to put a little disclaimer out there. During our podcast with Ashley today, we talk a lot about her decision to homeschool. And while we have made that decision to homeschool this fall, and I love it, and I'm seeing so many benefits, we are not saying that this is necessarily for everybody. The biggest point I have of telling Ashley's story is that you can get from it that she took a huge leap of faith to do something that she felt impressed to do. And that's what I hope that you get from this podcast is that this will give you the courage if you're having impressions or thoughts to do something that feels really scary or hard in your life, especially if it's to better your family. I hope that this podcast will help inspire you to take that leap of faith and do what it is that you feel like you should do for you and for your kids. And also, I do want to apologize for the audio. I had not the greatest connection, and Ashley's is a little bit echoey, but her words are so incredible. I just have to share her message with you. And without any further ado, I cannot wait for you to meet Ashley. I am so pumped to introduce my new friend, Ashley Archibald, to you guys today. She is the creator of the Homeschool House and has such a an amazing, beautiful Instagram account and wonderful tips and articles on her blog. I'm super happy to be able to talk with you, Ashley. Ashley, how are you? I'm so good. Hillary, thanks for having me. I just am so honored that you would reach out and have me on your podcast. This is so fun. I can't wait to share your story with everybody and get to know you a little deeper and not just on the surface. This is going to be so awesome. So before we get started, will you tell us a little bit about you and your family and kind of what you do? Yeah, so I like to call myself an ex-fashion stylist, (laughs) but I love to thrift. So it's really funny that I was like sending people these really expensive clothes, but I'm such a thrift shopper. (laughs) Um, And I love to stay up late. I stay up late writing stories for my kids, and my sister is an illustrator, so, you know, the pipeline dream is to write a children's book one day, so that's kind of my hobbies on the side, but um, I married a boy who grew up in my same church congregation, and we've been married coming up on 12 years this December, and we have four kids. We have a daughter who's 10, and then three boys who are eight, six, and four, and we live in Austin, and we homeschool. Awesome. I love talking to another Texan. It's so fun. I know. <laughs> Well, and we started off just like you. My oldest is a girl, and then we had three boys. But yes, but then we had three more. So we have a little bit more. But I 
it, I totally get that dynamic where you have the little mother and then kind of all the crazy after that. At least that's how ours felt. <laughs> it's so fun. Well, let me hear, Ashley, I, I want to hear all about your initial decision to homeschool because I know there's a lot of mamas out there that are either just starting up homeschool or have been distance learning and it might not be working or are in person, but there's so many restrictions. It's just crazy. So I would love to hear why you initially decided to do that, which was kind of crazy that it was just before all this COVID, which is yeah. amazing. And kind of what made you want to do it and what kind of urges you to keep going on that? So such a loaded question for me, but I- Good. I want to hear all of it. Just throw it all up. It's a long story, but I'll try and condense it. So yeah, we started homeschooling last November in 2019. Um, but really, the promptings to homeschool, they came five years ago when my daughter entered kindergarten, and they came out of nowhere. I just started having this prompting that I needed to research homeschooling, which is super weird for me because I was not homeschooled, and neither was my husband. It was never a dream of mine or a goal. It just wasn't on my radar, you know? And so when this prompting came, I'm like, okay, I'll... I'll just start researching. I'm a prompt-led person, so I started researching. I had a couple friends who were homeschooling, and so I reached out to them, and I interviewed them, and I they let me come into their homes and, like, see the curriculum that they were using, and, you know, kind of the day-in-the-life feel. I kind of followed them around the house. They were so nice to me. Um, and podcasts. I listened to podcasts, and learned about all the different homeschooling methods and eventually I just housed all of this information on a spreadsheet and I was like okay cool <laughs> like now but and life moved on and it was just never something I wanted to do and it wasn't a good time I was having babies and raising little kids I just felt like I was in the thick of learning how to be a mom and so adding on homeschooling, I just didn't feel like I could take it. <laughs> I wasn't cut yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then fast forward to really literally this time last October, um, the promptings just increased exponentially. Like I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking about homeschooling. I mean, it gives me chills and I don't, I get emotional thinking about it. You know, I don't, talk about this lightly because I completely recognize these promptings um, coming from Heavenly Father. And I had several dreams and then I was like, okay, like it needs to happen. This is the Holy Ghost nagging me for whatever reason. Like there's a reason we need to be doing this. And so my husband um, knew that I had been, you know, dabbling in homeschool information for a while. And I was just like, look, Brett, it's time. Like, we need to do this and it needs to happen now, which was crazy because it was November and we were coming up on Thanksgiving break. And he looked at me and he's like, okay, let's do it. And he took the leap of faith with me and we wanted the kids to be on board too. You know, we, we knew this was going to change the entire dynamic of our family. And so we gathered the kids and we had them pray and we all just came together and we're all on the same page and we made this decision together to homeschool and I know that I would have regretted it my entire life if I didn't just make that decision like 
I was letting my doubts and my fear hold me captive. And so it was just time to let that go. And I'm so grateful we did. And so we pulled the kids and here we are. And I don't know for what reason, you know, coronavirus aside, my children needed it. Our family needed it because it's been a complete 180 for our family. That is so incredible. I love that you went through and followed through, even though you were scared and afraid, because sometimes it feels like those promptings are just crazy. You're like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? I know. And that's why I really feel for the families that have just been thrown into making an educational decision for their families, having no time. I really empathize with all of these families right now it was so hard for me. It took me five years. Well, and for me, I feel like if it hadn't been for a pandemic, I wouldn't have had the push to do this because I have thought about homeschool for years and I don't know that we'll continue after the pandemic, but for now, that is what's right for my elementary kids. But it was an agonizing summer trying to make that decision. You know, should we do this? Should we not? We love our school. My kids love being with their friends and you know, it was just, do I have the bandwidth and the self-discipline yeah. to keep this up? Like, that's and what that's I was so worried about. Too. Like, I loved my kids' teachers. Like, my daughter, she got the best teachers in the school. And so that made it all the more hard. But can I just tell you, like, when I hit that email button to send to their teachers, I was freaking out. And I'm, in oh, my yeah. house, I'm praying and I get this inspired revelation to go look in scriptures and it said i perceive that your mind is worried and it said that a couple times i'm like okay i can do this so i hit send five minutes later i get a phone call from my daughter's teacher who i adore and she's like hey i just got your email and i want you to know i totally support you she's like i homeschooled my kids and if i had kids right now in this school, I would be doing the same thing. So I was just like, that was just a tender mercy. <laughs> like how much more heavenly can you get? And I totally get that not every experience is going to be like that, but gosh, for me, Heavenly Father knew I was not strong enough and I needed it. That is so wonderful. So neat. So so what's made this so important to you and dear to your heart? Like, how has this made such a difference in your family? What have been some of those differences that you've seen? Yeah, so it means everything to me. I mean, I get to share my testimony in a different way than I haven't done before we homeschooled. I love getting to learn alongside my children and discover their creativity and work together. Um, and I love it too, because it's hard. This has been something that has been super hard. Um, and one of the best pieces of advice someone gave me was to make a statement for myself that I can refer back to when the days get hard. And so I call it my why statement. And I think everyone should have a why statement. You, you know, homeschooling aside, whatever you're feeling called to do in your life, I think that you need to just make a why statement for yourself because in those hard moments I call upon this and mine's a scripture and I call upon it and it just brings back all of those original feelings that remind me why I am doing what I'm doing um 
And so mine's in the Book of Mormon. It's in Alma chapter 34, and it's verses 40 through 43. And I actually just found it this summer. Like, I've been kind of hunting. I wanted something that really resonated with me. And these verses talk about nourishing the word and how it will grow. And if we have patience and diligence, that it will take root. And then one day we will reap the rewards of our labors. And so I read this and I'm like, this is it. This is why I'm dumping my heart and soul every day into these children so that they will know who their savior is and that they will be able to have that confidence that they need for whatever reason like this is what my children need right now um and so it's just been such an amazing experience to watch our family change and do this really hard thing um but it keeps me going they are the reason that yeah, keep me going. Wow, that's incredible. I need to make a statement. I love that idea. I need to find <laughs> statements for all my purposes of my life. That's so I great. I know. It was a great, great little nugget of wisdom. That is awesome. I love that. And well, I'm going to link up that scripture in the show notes so people can have that. That I love that scripture about nourishing the word. Will you tell, so you have all these magical ideas on your Instagram. I just feel like everything I see, I'm just like, oh, I just feel like this is Christmas time. I love it. I don't know. But will you tell us some of these fun ideas that you're sharing on your blog and your social media and maybe just some, like, what are some of your favorites? Yeah. So I, I realized I love finding magic in things. Um, I love being able to look at something and discover its hidden potential. And I've learned that this is kind of a spiritual gift, and I haven't really discovered that until we started homeschooling. And you're and so good at it. I love it. And I love that you're sharing it. I'm trying to cultivate it and develop <laughs> it, and homeschooling is helping. So I think one of my favorite projects that we've done is our big canvas drop cloth. So we just finished studying Monet. And in one of the books we read about him, he is standing next to this giant wall. You know, it's like, this huge wall, 10 foot wall, and it's his painting. And I just looked at that. I'm like, dang, that is cool. I want to do something like that with the kids that will just kind of sum up everything that we've learned about him. And so I was like, let's do it. I'm kind of spontaneous. <laughs> so we go to Home Depot and I'm like looking around for like a drop cloth, a canvas. And I find this drop, drop cloth canvas and I bring it home. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, Brett, my husband, I'm like, I need help rigging this thing up. I don't know how to like make it stand tall, but I like, we're going to paint this. So I really need your help. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> and we make a good team because I'm such a dreamer and he is a problem solver. And so he like got out PVC pipe and he's hole punching and like putting string in it and weaving it up. And anyway, we spent like three weeks just painting this giant drop cloth canvas thing and we kind of gridded it out into squares that matched one of Monet's paintings and anyway it was super fun so cool so you are recreating his painting on the yeah, canvas and oh I my goodness an artist let me tell you anyone who knows me I'm not an artist I'm left-handed so way out of my comfort zone but it was so fun like the kids loved it and for us to do it together like I just hope they remember those memories, you know, that come out of this. That 
I'm so excited for that idea. I want to do something like that. That is so cool. Okay, give me some more. That was so good. Okay, so smaller version. Let's go smaller. <laughs> we just did this this week. Um, I went into the dollar store looking for like a paper skeleton because we're learning about the human body and I'm like, I need Halloween stuff. Gone. Like rows full of Christmas. And I was like, no! Like, we still have two weeks till Halloween here. Come on. So we're walking up and down the aisles and I see these little plastic snow globes and I'm like, oh, well, how could we use that? You know, I'm always like, how could we use that differently? And so we bought a bunch of them and they had some, they happened to have orange and like silver glitter right next to these snow globes. I'm like, we could do like a Halloween snow globe scene, like with haunted houses and so like we bought a bunch of stuff and the kids came home and they just went crazy. And it was so fun. Like it was so self-directed on their part too, which was great. Like you just lay out all the crap. Oh yeah. That's the best. Yeah. So that's another fun, more digestible hands-on craft. And then nature stuff. Like I love getting the kids out, collecting sticks and they weave little webs and just simple. I love it. Those are so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So do you have some tips for how we can best implement this with our kids? Cause you've had some practice. I am just starting to like figure out how to have school at home. So how do we implement this with our kids? Well, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm really empathizing with families right now that have had to make that unexpected choice to, you know, homeschool or do online learning. So I know this year looks so different for everyone. Um, but I hope when people come to my Instagram page, it's just like a bank of ideas where they can scroll through and take that prep and planning out of it because that's half the battles like okay I need something creative what do I do but if they have a place where it's all housed and they can just scroll through and be like oh that one is really easy that's simple or you know I'm looking for something a little bit more in depth that they can just take the time to click and be like oh done that's all the supplies I need and then finding the time I think is the biggest thing just finding that time when the kids are off of the computer and done with school to really find the time to connect and be creative together. So I guess this is something that we could be easily used for people even aren't homeschooling. Like you could do some of these ideas on the weekends or yeah, yeah exactly. or if you have extra downtime at home. I mean, a lot of people I know aren't quite in extracurriculars yet. So there are, there's a little bit more time, at least for us, there's not a whole lot going on still for, for our kids. So we have more time than we used to, which is kind of amazing. So I love that. This is so great. I also loved when you talked about just resources on, you know, for other people. I loved your, like even printed it out, like sitting here. Oh, I loved your family history keepsake. So we're trying to do family history, like on Sundays as much as we can, even if it's just for a few minutes, just to tell a story about an ancestor or write something in their journal or look at the family tree, just something to try to get some kind of family history going. So will you walk us through the family history keepsake that you made? Cause this was so cute and easy to print off and I can't wait to do it on Sunday with my kids. Yeah. So I'm the same way. I have really been wanting to incorporate family history, but just really not knowing where. Yes. It's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and how to make it 
kid friendly. Like I've got yes. a kind of age of group, you know, young elementary to older elementary, pre-K. So just trying to find something that they all can do. Um, so I just went to the family search website and I was just clicking around and stumbled upon their in-home activity page. And I was like, this is just what I need. This is genius. And so I just scoured through all the activities. And then I was thinking, like, how can I preserve these activities, like, for the kids? Because it's hard for them. Like, some of my kids can't even use a computer yet. So how can I bring these activities to life for them? And I was like, oh, I'll just make a download of it. Like, I'll kind of piggyback along on what these activities are doing and then you could preserve it in a binder and store it and be able to go back and look on what they wrote about themselves. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. And again, I know that that was totally led by the spirit because finding those activities and how digestible they were online and then being able to make it into a download, it just happened so quickly. And I was, when it happened so fast like that, I'm like, that's totally Heavenly Father, like, thank you. So yeah, they're fun. I love that. Okay. And I love some of the things that it covers. Like it talks about just easy things about them. Like something I love doing, my favorite family memory, my favorite thing about my room. What a fun thing to ask. I mean, I never think about that, you know, it made me think, what do I like about my room? Maybe I need to change my room to something that I like. I know. It's so telling what the kids say too. I know, right? Or what thing you're learning in your life or your talents or anyway, I, I just thought that that is super fun and I'm really excited to try that. I love that you had that on there and it's easy because I can just print it and give it to them and uh, say, fill this out. I so. know. I'm all about keeping it simple and where they can really take charge of it too. <laughs> yes, that that is, I'm right with there. So, okay, this other thing I really love before we close up or anything, I love your morning menu scripture study guide. So tell me about this because this was so, so cute. How did this come about? And like, what is it? All of the things. Okay, so again, this is totally spirit-led. I feel like all of these ideas, I just completely rely on prayer and fasting <laughs> and I wanted something for my kids so I've been looking for like a simple scripture setting I just couldn't find anything and I didn't want to spend money and so I'm like if I don't want to spend money then there's got to be other people feeling the same way and I was like I want something that just is easy for the kids to use and helps create that love of the scriptures and develops their pattern of scripture study at a young age. And also there are so many hidden gems in all of these scripture verses and it's really difficult for kids to pull those out because it's such a different language. And so I was sitting there I'm like, okay, what if I just like pulled out a simple phrase like come follow me from the verse or love one another and have them write that scripture phrase every week and then attach a simple activity like highlight the word love or write down how you can serve someone this week and so that's how it kind of evolved and again it, like it within 10 minutes everything's on paper and I was like cool I think my kids will like this and I think I will like it because it's only once a month that I have to go through and change out the verses and the activities because the verses are repeated every week and anyway so yeah that's kind of 
how that all came about super quick. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, Heavenly Father loves us and he loves these kids. And I know like technology right now, being able to use it to share these ideas that come from Heavenly Father is just such a blessing. I mean, I have not been on Instagram all year. Like I've never been part of this Instagram community in this way. Um, but in August, I was just feeling so prompted to get on and share what we're doing with homeschool, which is very uncomfortable for me because like I said, I'm, I'm a private person and I didn't even have a personal Instagram page like for my friends and family. So to just jump on and be full throttle has been kind of a wild ride these last few months, but I'm so grateful because everyone is sharing such amazing ideas and these everyone on Instagram is so inspiring um, with their ideas and their support. And it's just been a huge blessing for me. I'm so grateful. I love that. So I used to have kind of this love hate thing with social media. Like I felt guilty when I was on it. I felt like I was on it too much. I felt like I was wasting my time. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it. But then the more that I had, um, just some other women just sharing so much light and talking about how inspired they felt to be online so they could share light and receive light. I realized, wait a minute, I just need to make sure that I'm using this as a tool for light and not just as something that I'm mindlessly scrolling through, you know, but as long as I'm using it to share things that are wonderful and connect with people that are amazing, like you and a lot of my other guests that I've had on, yeah. This is such a force and power for good that we can connect when we're miles and miles away from each other. And how, like, I can't even tell you how many friends I've made through these online platforms. It's been so amazing. And truly, I don't think I would have had the courage to homeschool. You know, I had watched before I got off Instagram earlier this year, years prior, I had been watching other people share their homeschool journeys and share how they do it. And that just really opened my eyes and gave me something tangible to grasp. Like, okay, this is how they're teaching their child this. Like, oh, I could do that. Oh, they're just sitting on the living room floor. What? Okay. I <laughs> We're not in desk with a big chalkboard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it just made it so, so much easier for me to, understand what it would look like for my family and so finally when I took that leap I really I felt like I had a good understanding of yeah it's going to be hard and you're going to have days where you want to quit but don't because it's so worth it in the end and there's a reason you're called to do this right now so I'm just forever grateful for all of the women who constantly share because it does take time and it it can be hard, but I just know I wouldn't be here, you know, without them sharing and without podcasts. Like I was trying to soak up so much information wherever I could find it. And I know there's people out there, they don't even know the impact they've had on my life, but one day, you know, in the next life, I can <laughs> we can all hug each other and thank them. <laughs> <laughs> When we're not afraid of social distancing and, yes. <laughs> and touching people. Oh, oh, Ashley, this is just so great. So let's tell everybody where they can find you. 
So I'm on Instagram. You can find me at the homeschool house. Um, I also have a blog, which is the homeschoolhouseblog.com. Awesome. Okay. And I'm going to link up in that in the show notes so they can find all of these great things. And I'll link up to these different um, posts that you talked about too, so they can go straight like to that family search website. I mean, family search. <laughs> well, I'll have family search on there too. Like that you said that you got those ideas from, but I also want to link up to your family history keepsake that they can print right off if they want to oh. and um, your different fun things that you're doing. So is there anything else before we kind of change gears to our helpful and happy questions? Anything else that you wanted to share? You know, I, I just want to share really quick. I don't know who might be listening to this ever, but I was that girl who was scared to make a decision, you know, whether it's homeschooling or taking a new job or whatever decision you're faced with, um, don't let your fear captivate you. I feel so strongly that Satan uses our fear to stop us from doing amazing things and helping people and share our light. And if you are feeling called to do something, then take that leap of faith because you will forever regret it. I cannot even tell you how many times I've listened to a podcast interview. I was painting my house one day. We just moved in and we're painting the house and I put on some podcasts and these interviews changed my life. I'm not even kidding. Like I, it was that catalyst to help me again wrap my mind around making a decision and it still took time it still took like a year until we got there but it definitely helped and i know that heavenly father puts people in our lives for a reason and nothing is I love that. And I love that you are a part of my life now. I love hearing all these things about you. This is so special. This is amazing. Well, let's, do you mind if we go to our three helpful and happy questions really quick? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I have this kind of ties in with my, my blog, Helping of Happiness. And it's because I feel like in family life, we I find the most happiness a lot of the time with family meals and eating together. And I mean, dinner time's kind of insane sometimes, but those, those sharing in those family recipes and I love traveling with my family and I always need all kinds of ideas and tips of homemaking hacks. So my first question for you is what is your favorite food or meal for those listening that are like, what am I going to make for dinner or <laughs> snack? <this week? laughs> People are going to laugh because I, I'm not a cook. Like this is where I struggle, but I love hamburgers. And I will just tell you, like as a homeschool mother, McDonald's is my all time favorite hamburger. I'm an all American girl. I could eat a burger every day and guilty pleasure, man. I love McDonald's, but, I understand that's not some people's No, don't I think that that's a great tip. Go out, quit making dinner, go yes. get something. Really? Like on the days that I'm just like at my limit, I let that go. And I say, you know what? It's okay to go and get takeout or ask for help too. I really relied on my ministering sisters, people around me who help me. And I say, look, I am struggling. Like, I need dinner if you, and I just have that relationship. And I'm so thankful because I utilize it. I utilize it. So well, and it strengthens that bond when you let people serve you. That's one thing I've realized is there've been times like my daughter, she just left for a mission a 
it's only been a few weeks. It feels like a lot longer than that. <laughs> but I had a friend offer me dinner for that night and I already had dinner bought and planned. Like I knew what I was going to make, but I just said, okay, yes, I accept. And it was so amazing because that night I was just emotionally spent. I was so done that day that we sent her off. And I was so grateful for a friend to just bring over a hot meal that I could just sit down and enjoy with my family. And I know it is like, sometimes and it's like, it just takes it from you getting pushed over the edge, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it does. So nice. Sometimes it's like, well, I haven't had a baby or I'm not coming out of surgery. Like I don't need right. Milk. But it is like, ask for help. People want to serve. People yeah. And they become your best of friends. That's what I've realized too. And then of course, I'm like, anytime anything's going on with them, then I want to bring them dinner. And then we have like this great dinner relationship. It's like the best ever. <laughs> That's so good. It is. That's what it's all about. Love that. Okay. So we're eating hamburgers. What is the best trip that you've ever been on or a dream vacation or both? Okay. The best trip I've been on was Costa Rica. I've been twice. And this is funny because I'm terrified of the ocean, but somehow <laughs> during this trip, my husband and all of my extended family convinced me to go out on this boat in the middle of the ocean and watch them scuba dive. And I was like, okay, cool. And I get super seasick too. So I was like, sure, why not? We're in Costa Rica. And which is funny because you can't really watch people scuba dive. <laughs> <laughs> They just, they got me good, but it was crazy. So they like go under the water and there was a group of people snorkeling and the boat captain was like, Hey, you should just jump out. Here's a pool noodle. Go out in the middle of the ocean and go, go snorkel. I was like, what? Like, yeah, just go. So I jump in the water and I'm kind of away from, I'm like probably 50 feet away from like this organized group of snorkelers. And I'm looking down, it's super clear, like probably 50 feet deep, and I can see to the bottom of the ocean. And then all of a sudden I hear people screaming, <gasps> turn, and the snorkelers, they're going like this, they're doing something weird with their hands that looks like a butterfly. I'm like, what? And they're like, Manta, Manta. I'm, I get my goggles, I'm putting <laughs> my head in the water, trying not to drown on this pool noodle. <laughs> and I, See, I'm not joking, a 15-foot manta ray swimming straight towards me. I'm like hyperventilating, <laughs> the water's coming in my snorkel, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Is, this, is it going to sting me? Like, they don't have stingers, I didn't know this at the time, but it comes, it swims right underneath me, and I just freak out, and I'm like, this, like, no one is around me, too, like, I'm away from the snorkeler, so I can't scream, like, it's over here! <laughs> It was just so amazing. And then I watch it and it turns back and it comes and swims for a second time right under my feet. And that was just one of those moments that it was very spiritual. And being able to see one of Heavenly Father's creations like that in the wild, up and close, when it's so unexpected, it was such an amazing experience. I'm still terrified of the ocean now. <laughs> I think that's the best story in the world. I love it that they weren't even around the people that wanted to see it. They're coming to find you. Well, it's like an organized tour guide, so I'm sure they paid good money to like go on this snorkel trip. 
Oh, I love that. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. But you were so brave. Look at you did it. And you went again. That was so brave. I know I was rewarded, but I, I cannot tell you how seasick I was after that. Oh my gosh. But it was worth it. It was worth it. I did something hard. You did. You'd conquered that fear. I love that. Okay. Last question. Do you have a homemaking hack for us? Okay. So my homemaking hack is to shop your own home and look for items that you would use differently and find its hidden potential um, and see how you can use it to kind of invite creativity in your home and use it as a way to gather your family up and make memories. Okay. This sounds really cool. I need some examples of this. Tell me how you're shopping your home. Okay, so for instance, I have these big tin pan things that I got at like a home goods store. And originally we just dumped all the Legos in them. It's like a galvanized cutesy pan, whatever. But then the Legos just kind of exploded Found out. Found their way out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, how can I repurpose this? And we now use them for sensory bins, like for my little four-year-old. And just repurposing that where it's fun. Like he likes it because it's just a big circle and it's kind of like a trough. <laughs> and we throw things in there and just sitting there and talking and letting him play. Again, so like I like to find random things. I'm like, well, I'm not using that anymore. How can I use it differently? <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. I'm going to see my house with all these new eyes. That's awesome. Such a great idea. Ashley, I think I could talk to you all day long. I think you're my new favorite person. I just love getting to know you so much. I'm so grateful that you would reach out and have me. I just, I love how open that you are with these tender feelings that you have, because I know it's not easy to always just share and put it out there, but that's what we need. We need to hear these experiences. And I needed to hear your experiences. I know other people do. I mean, sometimes I feel like the podcast is just for me as an interviewer because I have these guests on that help me so much. But I just really appreciate you sharing those, those little things that are near and dear to your heart and then helping us trying to figure out how we can conquer our fears. And thank you. Well, I'm still figuring it out. So It's a fun journey, you know, it's been, it's amazing to just recognize, looking back now, now that we're almost a year into it and seeing all of those feelings and just like, why was I so scared? Like, why couldn't I just do it? But it really is that fear is real and Satan knows how to use that to manipulate us. And it's just so freeing to let all of that go once you discover what you're meant to do in this life love that oh my goodness Ashley thank you so much again thank you Hillary I I seriously am so thankful that you would invite me so honored thank you so much for being with us today if you love this podcast I hope you'll share it with a friend and if you have a little moment go to your favorite podcast app and leave us a rating a review and subscribe When you leave us a review, it's even better than getting a bouquet of flowers from me. I love it. It helps me so much to help grow this podcast, and it makes me feel like a million bucks. So I'd love it if you went and did that if you have a few minutes. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.